I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Tri-tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Okay, okay. So, hello, hello. This is Sarah. Other Sarah is not available. We'll get a little, well, more than a little. A pretty long voicemail from Sarah, thankfully. Um, I apologize to our editor, Carrie. Sorry for this being so late. But I will tell you all about it. All right. So what do we have on the voicemail? On the... (laughs) on the podcast today we have a voicemail we have my response to what sarah has to say i i talk about just my day and the highlight and low light of it i and you know what it's been a while so let's have a why i rock because i feel like I need to just say it. All right. Plus, without Sarah here, I don't know how to fill the time. Just kidding. I could totally do solo podcast. No, not serious. Anyway, here we go. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, Hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy. And I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. That's IRONWOMEN, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, IRONWOMEN1515 at orca.com. Hi, Sarah. I am sending you a voice memo um, because I am in Tucson and during our regular recording time this evening, I am going to be going to a women in sport panel event. Get this here, Sarah. You're going to be jealous. It includes Catherine Bertin, who we have had on the podcast, who was a loud voice towards getting the Tour de France, a women's race, uh, and uh, Catherine Switzer. Um, on the panel. There's also a woman from ESPN and a couple of other names. I'm super excited about it. And I'm actually meeting a friend down there who is on a date, (laughs) which is funny. I kind of left. It's a great place to vet your dates for anyone who's uh, looking for that. Just take them to a women in sports event and and see um, how
how they respond and whether they tell you after that women's sports are boring and don't deserve equal money um, or whether they're supportive <laughs> or anything in between. Of course, there are lots of options. Um, also, if you hear like, like, I don't know what better word to use than like nattering in the background, it's because um, I am actually in Arizona with my mom and my uncle and we're having a little family hangout. I'm having a workcation and they're having family hangout and they're sitting out on the porch <laughs> while I work um, and uh, talking about many, many things. <laughs> um, any, in any case, I can kind of hear their voices in the background. So if you hear them as well, at least you know what that is. Um, so I have a couple things, Sarah, for you. First of all, after last week, uh, I don't know if you did, but I heard from quite a number of people about the our question about preserving wine for more than the three days that wine tends to last in the bottle. Um, so thank you to Shannon and Jordan and to, we had an email too, um, and two or maybe all of those people suggested something called a Coravin, I think, which I looked it up and it's like a $300 purchase. Um, so I was, I've been thinking about whether how it's funny because at first I thought like $300 is a lot to invest in drinking when I'm trying to not drink but actually it could be like a $300 investment in not drinking um so I could see that in either way um anyway it's a good suggestion um and so I'm gonna try a few tricks um when I am back home at this point I have other folks to help me finish bottles of wine so I don't need that for this week um, anyway, yeah, excited to be in Tucson. Thank you for your voicemails. So Sarah, I was going to wait until after this women in sport panel, which, and then send you a voicemail update, um, which I will just have to update you about it next week because in the meantime, I actually, um, I've been sent this article like three times by three different people. So I just wanted to have a little rant about it with you and my, uh, and our lovely, if we were writing audience. Um, so I hope you all love a good rant, um, because I'm going to unleash. Um, <laughs> anyway, I wanted to have this rant and then, and then we can debrief about the women in sport panel. Um, when I talk to you next week. Okay, so essentially what happened is Kevin McKinnon from Triathlon Magazine, which is like the Canadian triathlon magazine publication, um, posted a, an article that he wrote called Why Aren't More People Paying Attention to Women's Triathlon Racing? Um, and he did this like right in the middle. I think this was today's Wednesday. I was sent it for the first time yesterday on Tuesday, April 4th, like right in the middle of the height of like everybody celebrating how much attention the NCAA women's final got um, in March Madness. And I like it was like weirdly like counter to everything else that's going on in the women's sports world, which maybe that's good or maybe that's why he did it or maybe like, who knows, right? It just seemed like kind of weird timing to me. Um, anyway, so so for background, so I'm trying to remember all the things I want to say about this. For background, like I have a reasonable relationship with Kevin. Um, I believe I've written for him before many years ago. Um, he will often call me up if he wants an opinion on a women's um, issue. I've been called by other people at the magazine to talk about, um, 
you know, just to discuss equity and parity for, for women in triathlon. So um, I feel like I have a fairly good working relationship. Um, I was kind of like surprised. Like I felt like this piece was just kind of like slapped together. Like it reads like that. If you read it, it's like it doesn't have a beginning, a middle and an end. It's just kind of like random points about women in triathlon. But the first section is about like essentially that that Tamara Jewett, who won the women's race, that her, the article on their site about her breakthrough win got, I think he said, only a quarter of the clicks that the same, so our Canadian, so she's Canadian, um, and Jackson Landry, who is also a Canadian who won last year in a breakthrough win, had like four times the number of clicks that Tamara did. And he's like, why aren't people just, why aren't people interested in women's triathlon? And then he also makes the point that, um, that Lionel, the, the articles about Lionel Sanders pulling out of the race and Jan Friedel pulling out of the race, both got like double the clicks, um, double the page views, that the page views is the right term, um, as this article about tomorrow's win. And he's like, okay, well, people, the conclusion therefore is that like, why aren't people interested in the women's race? But I think my central my central thought here when reading it is like, maybe it's not lack of interest in women's triathlon. Kevin, I'm sorry to tell you this, but maybe it's you. <laughs> maybe it's the way that these articles are written. So I'm going to give you an example. Okay, so I'm just, I'm stopping and starting a bit because I'm just clicking through to some of the articles that he, to the article. So the article he posted about Tamara, Tamara Jewett's win says, Tamara Jewett proves she can bike and swim too. <laughs> okay, that's the highlight. Like that's the like title of the article. So if you saw that, if you saw like Tamara Jewett proves she can bike and swim too, would you click on it? Does that sound like an exciting article to you? Like, and then the subhead is all eyes might have been on Tamara Jewett's half marathon in Oceanside, but her swim and bike improvements launch her career to the next level. All which is true and exciting, but like, is this really the kind, like as someone who produces media both inside and outside triathlon for a living, you know, we have, you know, like anyway, every day, seven podcasts, multiple written articles every month. Like this is not the, I can tell you that this is not the kind of, like I would not post this blog with this title. I would not, sorry, this article with this title because I know that it's not going to get clicks. Okay, so now I'm going to click, I'm going to do this in real time, just like bear with me here. I'm going to click to the Jackson Landry, the report on fellow Canadian Jackson Landry. This is from last year. This is the one that got four times the number of page views as um, tomorrow's winning article. Jackson Landry takes Ironman 70.3 Oceanside over Lionel Sanders in incredibly dramatic race. Brownlee fades to fourth. And then it says Sanders, the subhead is Sanders out sprints Von Berga for second. All three sprint past Alistair Brownlee for the win. Okay, so can you tell me like which of those two things are more exciting? Like, first of all, you've mentioned in the Jackson Landry winning thing, you've mentioned like one of the most beloved male triathletes, beloved and potentially unbeloved, whatever the opposite of beloved is, the most controversial and beloved male triathletes. Um currently on the scene Lionel Sanders so first of all I would guess that anytime you mention Lionel Sanders you're going to get more clicks um Brownlee who you know like at the time I can't remember the years go by weird after COVID but like you know Alistair Brownlee also like a well like a well-known love respected and established name in triathlon so you have like 
that being announced in the like in the title of the article like of course it's going to get more clicks it's just like that's mind-blowing to me that that you would even think that that's about gender in the first place so my first piece of advice here is that if you want women to watch if you want women if you want people to watch women's triathlon coverage and read your articles about the races like make it exciting you know like i'm i feel very certain that shit happened like as shit always happens in long horse racing like there's always something find the story don't be lazy figure it out make it exciting you'll get more clicks that's literally the job of media um and then the second point was that i'm just clicking back here i'm not going to click through these ones but that like the stories about um, Lionel Sanders and Jan Ferdino dropping out also got double the number of clips clicks as um, Tamara's the story about Tamara's win and you know again I'm like p- stories about people dropping out it's like the I don't know it's kind of like the national inquirer of <laughs> of triathlon what's the right like it's kind of it's like the dirty backstory that everybody's way curious about. Like, of course, those things get lots of clicks. Like, and then, of course, like, Jan Ferdino, again, like I said, like, Lionel Sanders, totally beloved. Diddly, like Jan Ferdino, like, these are the most popular names, two of the most popular names in triathlon, right? Like, I think that if, especially coming off the back of the New York Times sto- story about Chelsea Sedaro, Sarah, this is something else that I want to talk to you about uh, when we do... Uh, what I do get to see you next week is Chelsea Sedar's New York Times article um, about the mental health struggles she had after Kona. I found it very um, interesting and inspiring, and I love her for being so open. So, uh, yeah, definitely something I want to debrief with, debrief with you, Sarah. Um, but if it had been like, let's say Chelsea had dropped out, which she didn't, she came second, she had a great race. Like, but if she had dropped out, if it had been like. Chelsea Sedaro drops out of Oceanside 70.3. Like that would have got clicks, right? Like it's just, it's mind blowing to me that anyone thought this was about people not being interested in women's racing. And then my last question here, if we're going to talk about women's triathlon coverage and interest in it is like how much, like how much of the audience of Triathlon Magazine Canada is male and how much is female? Um, because I can tell you if I, if we posted something on feisty triathlon about a male winner that was like, so-and-so wins Oceanside 70.3 with a dull, (laughs) with a, with a dull headline like that, um, no one would click on it because nobody cares, (laughs) right? Like, because we have a mostly female audience, right? Like if we had a, a, if we had like a, basically an announcement of the male winner in that way. Uh, so I don't know. I just think like, who who is your audience, Kevin? And are they interested? Like, and and not only that, like women, it's not just women who will be interested in women's racing. I know that men in triathlon are also interested in women's racing. Um, But if your audience is mostly male, like you're, you are interested, they are probably more interested in those backstories about Jan Ferdino dropping out, you know, like that's, that just kind of goes with the territory. So all in all, I'm sure there are more points I could make here, but um, I just, 
I was sort of losing it over this. So I wanted to share this with you, Sarah. I think we have lots to talk about next week. I'm very curious in your response to these observations as well. Um, and I look forward to debriefing all of it. So and letting you all know how the Amazing Women in Sports panel went this week. Uh, so thank you. And Sarah, I will talk to you very, very soon. Oh, Sarah, so much. So much to talk about. I'm really excited to be here about the panel. Really good choice for a first date or a date. Uh, yeah, just to kind of gauge whether whether somebody's you know jiving with uh, with women in sport. Hopefully they are because that tells you you know they're pretty decent human being. I'd think. Uh or at least they're just that desperate. Would all no, we're just gonna stick with the positives there. What else? It sounds like it's a really fun flam family and work vacation trip in Tucson. Panel sounds amazing. Uh some really, really good voicemails and feedback from our wine drinkers of the group. Uh, I have not had a glass of wine since we recorded, so I may not be the right person for, for like a $300 wine thing, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. I'll let, you know what I'll do? I'll let Sarah go and do the experimentation and let her tell me what to do. Maybe. Um, let's see. Oh, Kevin. Yeah, you know what? I'm with you, Sarah. So the the titles of the links are not the same. I would say it's pretty flawed data. Mm -hmm. You're comparing two articles, not of equal headlines. And let's be honest. The name recognition makes a big difference. The way it's set up makes a big difference. But also, you're only comparing two articles. I mean, that's what it really sounds like Sarah says. the article. I haven't read Kevin's article, my apologies. But it sounds like that's the, the gist of it. Now, if you were to do like a, you know, a large analysis of every single article being published in the last 10 years about women's triathlon across all the different publications, um, you know, then, then those are some data that we could look at. Would it be perfect? No, because you're still probably not looking at things that are equal in terms of the attention and uh, clickbait worthiness of the, t of the headings. Um, yeah, when it's an N of one or uh, yeah, or two in this case. Really not good data. Not a good data set, Kevin. Can't make some generalizations about, you know, the the state of women's triathlon uh interest in Canada based on that. Uh, you know, in general, I would say that probably there isn't as much interest in women's triathlon. I don't know. Give me the data. Give me the hard numbers here, Kevin. 
so we can have a real discussion. And then and then I'll let you know what I think. But yeah, I it's it's just one of my pet peeves when people really make really uh large scale generalizations based on something that is not worthy of it. Uh and I think based on knowing Kevin, I think his motivations were good. Where he's like, hey, this athlete had an amazing race and she's Canadian. Why isn't she getting the attention she deserves? Um, I mean, there are a lot of reasons, uh, like Sarah outlines why that headline didn't get as much attention. You know what? I am very embarrassed to admit this. I have not read Chelsea's article uh, in the New York Times, and I need to do that. So now I have to do that between now and next week when we record. And I feel ashamed of that because... Chelsea's awesome, lover, amazing athlete. Um, and the fact that, you know, she's openly talking about mental health stuff. Kudos. Kudos, Chelsea. You are the best. Um, on multiple levels. Number one, because she's an awesome human. Uh, let's see what else. What else? What else did Sarah, our lovely co-host, have to say? Um, let you know, I think. I should have written notes, but I think that's pretty much, you know, the, the, my responses to all the big things. I cannot wait to hear about how it went. And I, I don't know. Was it a rant, Sarah? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it was pretty justified. All right. So one of the reasons why I am recording uh, many, many hours after I should have been, is we've decided to take Hawk out of school for the two weeks leading to Boston Marathon. We learned, <laughs> we learned after New York City Marathon in November and Kona in October, when both Ben and I could not race because we were deathly ill from daycare germs, um, just to bite the bullet and pull them out and it has been a wild day of running around after a toddler um and also so we 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 did have a few hours of childcare today and i was pumped because it meant that i was going to get a little bit of exercise a little bit of training in maybe do a little school work before my brain gets totally fried at the end of the day and I got uh, roped into being a supportive spouse and had to drive the car, handing out bottles and gels for Ben on his last workout. And I was happy to do it. Don't get me wrong. I was happy to do it, but I have very precious hours and those were my precious hours. So, yeah. So that was the low light was that I really wanted to ride my bike outside I really wanted to get in some training and I had to adjust my schedule because I'm just the best human being of all time. No, that's not why. It's because uh, he needed me to help him and I did. Um, and that's what partnerships are about. Now, would I have been happy if I could have then handed off our little impish child to him for a couple hours while I rode my bike? Yes, I would have been happy. That was not in the cards today and i want everybody to feel sorry for me no don't feel sorry for me it's all about life balance um 
speaking of life balance, my soul needed a life balance lift today because I wasn't feeling sorry for myself, but I was just like, ah, ah, want to ride a bike? What a, what a train need to do all these things. And I took our son to this farm where we're part of the, the CSA there and they have a whole bunch of lambs and the owner of the farm came out and handed me this newborn runt. I guess it's a runt. I'm, I know that's for dogs. I should have asked what the technical term for a eensy weensy teeny weeny little lamb is. Um, she's so small that she can't reach her mama's udder. So they have her in the house and they're bottle feeding her. And she was just the most precious little thing. And I just wanted to die. And I got to hold her and Haka to pet her. Um, but when he tried to pick her up, that was just game over because toddlers are not known for being super gentle. And she's just the most fragile little thing. But yeah, springtime, new life, all that. It was good. It kept things in perspective where... Yeah, he was pretty happy to see the animals, but I think I may have been just as happy, if not happier. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you do things for other people. Sometimes you do them for yourself. Um, sometimes you both get a little something out of it, which is kind of how I ended up with my day. Um, let's see. Oh, all right, so the sweetness of the lamb was kind of counteracted by our son. Uh, he was trying to bite me for a little bit. And then at bedtime, he gave me a big old smushy kiss. So again, life, things things balancing. The universe, you know, all working itself out. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I have been trying to do some training. I'm looking at races. I thought about, so he, of course, of course, I am answering this question without Sarah on the podcast. Um, I was, I was thinking about the, the PTO race and I had to tell them whether or not I was going to do it's in Ibiza in May. And I'm like, you know, I'm just not fit enough for that distance. Um, and now I can't just pop over to Europe. Like it's no big thing. I'm, if I'm going to travel that far, I better be fit enough. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer, but it's. I think it's for the best. Just financially, it doesn't work out if I'm not in good enough shape, um, you know, to to have a respectable performance. And let's be honest, we're not totally convinced that that's going to happen. So, you know, sometimes you just bite the bullet, and that's that. Uh whew, What else is going on? Oh, you know, school, momming, all that. I gave you a race update. How crazy is that? I never do that. It, although it's, is it, if it's me saying that I'm not doing a race, does that count as a race update? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure Sarah's going to give me a hard time. No matter what. All right. We're going to cut to a break. When we come back, I'm going to say something positive. The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. 
It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your Inside Tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The AminoCo's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that AminoCo's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 230 whoa, and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram for gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, Use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. All right. I'm going to be totally honest with you folks. Um, I was going to do a wire rock because I couldn't think of anything to close out the show. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to tell you that today, uh, a, a little boy asked if I was a girl or a boy. And you, I wasn't offended at all, you know. Um, it is what it is. Uh, but it made me think of 
I don't know if I told this story on the podcast. I think I did. Um, in an airport bathroom, the attendant um, accused me of using the wrong bathroom and that I should be in the men's bathroom. And just it, like, it was so jarring and it made me realize how hurtful it could be for people to be misgendered. And obviously that's not something that you know, happens to me on a regular basis. Um, you know, I identify as female, I was born, I was, I'm female at birth. Um, and, you know, that's a privilege a lot of the time. Um, that, you know, my identified gender is the same as I was assigned at birth. Um, it just, it makes, it makes me feel for, people who have to deal with that on a regular basis just oh i don't get i don't get political on on this show but there is some real stinky stuff happening people to our friends in the trans community in the u.s and oh it really makes me upset um because why don't why don't we care about being decent human beings to other human beings? I just I don't get it. Um, yeah, so that was not at all uh, why well, I rock I rock because that's what it's called. Okay, um, I rock because I think when I was younger, like that that would have upset me. Like, oh, are you saying I'm not feminine enough? But you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute that he was asking. Um, and I think, yeah. Like, I'm secure enough in myself that it didn't bother me. But I also acknowledge that comes from a place of privilege. Um, and I'm not saying that's why I'm ro I rock. I'm saying I rock because I'm more mature than I was, you know. <laughs> Well, every day I get a little bit more mature. Let's be honest. That's how that's how the world turns. Um, but yeah, like I can, I can frame things with a different perspective than than I was able to when I was younger. All right, it was a lovely, lovely solo recording. Looking forward to hearing everything from Sarah. And thank you for tuning in to another week of If We We're Writing. None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We're reaching the top We're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top